MSW Media. News was wearing daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, January 1st, 2020. Happy New Year. Today we have an oldie but a goodie. It's my interview with Greg Proops that aired July 15th, 2018. Greg and I discussed the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh, somebody named Brett Kavanaugh, and the mysterious retirement of Justice Kennedy. I hope you enjoy it, and please pardon the sound quality. We were a baby pod back then. Today we are proud to have one of the stars from Whose Line Is It Anyway?, that you can see Monday nights at 9, 8 central on the CW, and the host of the Smartest Man in the World podcast, one of my comedic heroes. Please welcome Mr. Greg Proops. Greg, how are you today? Uh, thank you, A.G. What a lovely intro. I'm I'm quite well, thank you. I'm a little hungover. I OD'd on the hearings <laughs> for a couple days ago, and um, yeah, I, I had to blow out some steam last night. Yeah, understood. They were hard to watch. Oh, my God. I think Jordan Coburn and I um, may or may not have had some wine last night. It's it's undisclosed. Right. So what I wanted to talk to you today uh, about is among the massive news stories this week, uh, we found out that Trump nominated a guy named Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court after the suspicious departure of Justice Kennedy, by the way, who, to be fair, was probably already in Trump's back pocket because his kid, Justin, lent Trump a billion dollars when he worked at Deutsche Bank. But it's not purely a coincidence, by the way. Totally. Just a coincidence. Nothing to see here. Mm. Uh, but I know you're a feminist. You're a huge supporter of a woman's right to choose. And I was wondering what your thoughts on this nomination are. Well, it's a broadside, isn't it? First of all, uh, as Jennifer pointed out to me the other day, um, of all the justices we, that have ever sat on the court, there's been, what, five, is it, that weren't white men? Yeah. So the idea that he was going to uh, do this end around – uh, there was that crop theory in the mainstream media for a while that he was going to do an end around and pick a woman. And then the woman would be the one to help uh, destroy Roe v. Wade. And then no one could go against her because you got to play the woman card no matter blah, blah, blah. That didn't happen. And I think picking Kavanaugh, who's uh, spent a career uh, with Clinton derangement syndrome, and both of his mentors did as well. I'm talking about Ken Starr. And, uh, yeah, their cat whose name I cleverly have forgotten just now um, shows that he's an insanely misogynist. Um, he's consistently voted against workers' rights. He's consistently voted against women's rights. And, you know, the whole carpool dad article that came out this week and all the crappy Republicans, well, he may be a misogynist Nazi, but gosh darn it, he's great to eat hot dogs with. Um <laughs> I really hate when they do that homespun. He's a regular guy, even though he kills Jews in ovens. Um, <laughs> defense, because it's so crap, isn't it? Um, you can be two different people. People are complex. Um, uh, Hitler loved his dog. Just because you have one redeeming quality and you're fun to carpool with doesn't mean you're not a Nazi. Two, I find it fascinating that he went into credit card debt over buying Nationals tickets. Have you no connections? After 40 years in Washington, there's nobody who – I mean, my God. I haven't lived in San Francisco in a long time, but I could get Giants tickets if I needed them. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, I think he's dreadful. Um, I think he's that um, what they really love. He's in the John Roberts mode of a lovable, handsome Catholic guy, Neil Gorsuch, who's really rotten to the core, evil, um, Middle Earth wizard, evil. (laughs) Yeah, well, we know that this wasn't so much a Trump pick as much as it was like a, you know, that guy, Leonard Leo, the guy from the farm. Mm -hmm. Federalist Society, he put together a list of 25 judges that would work to overturn Roe v. Wade, and and he also donated a million dollars to Trump's inaugural fund and tried to cover it up. Uh, and he was um, instrumental in working to block Merrick Garland and also scores of other Obama judicial nominees. So he's, oh, he's a peach. peach. Sorry. That's it. That's He's, he's a peach. Well, he, he's, uh, he's uh, totally behind this, as well as the fact that it's my understanding, having read all these articles this week, that Basically, Kennedy signed off on Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of a baton passing. Um, and at no point did democracy or vetting rear their ugly heads. Mm-hmm. And that's how this group works now. We're in a real Russian-controlled uh, – I'm going to mix about 15 political groups here. But we're in a Russian-controlled mafia Nazi situation here. Mm-hmm. And of the two main uh, points of their agenda are to enrich themselves, obviously. And the other one is to inflict pain on women. Wow. I don't I don't see it. How can it be any other way to restrict abortion, to put children in jails, uh, 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 to cut back health care, to uh, uh, ignore gun control? Those are all aimed directly at women You're right. and particularly poor women and particularly women of color, because those issues that I just named, those five issues, uh, no one is hurt more by ignoring them and destroying them than um, women of color. And that means poor women and that means immigrant women and that means maids and um, fast food workers and uh, 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 domestics and uh, the people who the people who basically keep the country going, especially in California. Yeah. And I, I you know what, I would add a third um, goal here. But he, he, Kavanaugh was the only pick that has written extensively that the president is above the law and can't face civil or federal criminal investigation or prosecution. And that's where it ties into the Mueller investigation, because if Mueller subpoenas Trump and Trump fights it, it will likely go to the Supreme Court, like the Nixon tapes did. And now we have two judges on the court selected by Trump that would have to rule on that case. And it seems highly improper to me. So I, I think there might be that third self-preservation motivation as well. It's, it's mortally improper. Um, Kennedy would have done the same thing for him, but was too old and wanted to split with his money. And so Kavanaugh was the designated hitter on this one, I think. And I think you're absolutely right. The, uh, the other overarching concern of this was to make sure the court was sealed up with someone who'd make a completely unconstitutional out-of-field ruling for him. Um, there is, of course, no way that that stands. Uh, they can get it to stand at the Supreme Court, but uh, if you look at Clinton, Nixon, Andrew Johnson, for Christ's sake, um, the times it's been trotted out, you know, a, a president is absolutely liable legally for what they do. And as I boringly pointed out before, uh, Kenneth Starr was one of his mentors, and Ken Starr... Uh, had a, a an, an insane uh, 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 impetus or whatever you want to call it to destroy Bill Clinton by dragging um, his intern through the mud and humiliating her. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think you're right. Um, what I'm hoping for is that they can stall this, um, even if it requires cheating or changing the rules or falling down dead on the floor of the Senate or whatever it is they're going to do. 
We know that McConnell's moved everything around so that it doesn't require an acclamation. Uh, uh, what is, I can't remember the number now. Used, the number changed from being a majority to being like three Republicans from states that have no people in them is the new requirement <laughs> to confirm a Supreme Court justice. But um, I'm really hoping that Schumer and all of them are going to make good on this and just stall the Dickens out of it. I mean, Schumer is not my favorite. But there are a lot of really smart legal minds in the Senate, uh, Dick Blumenthal uh, and Kamala Harris. And I, I really feel like with that many, you know, and the Congress as well, obviously, the district I live in is we're lucky because I, I, we have Ted Lieu. Right. And um, Adam Schiff is a nearby district and they're both real smart. And Adam Schiff is a keen legal mind. So there's got to be a way, I think, to, if you'll pardon the expression, jerk this around and stall like they did with Garland. I mean, there's no other way around this. They can't acquiesce and put this guy on the court. The illegitimacy of the presidency is, uh, uh, you know, other than to the Republican Party, a gigantic issue right now. Right. Um, there's too many things going on for them to even entertain filling this seat. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that you bring up, you know, Kennedy might have done that uh, for Trump, too, if, if a subpoena went to the Supreme Court. But we have to remember that um, Kennedy might have had to recuse himself because of his son's ties to Deutsche Bank. Uh, and so that could have been part of the deal, too. Astutely noted, and I think you're right there as well. If that had blown up more, which they've really pushed off the front page, I noticed. Um, but then again, how do we keep everything on the front page? You've got Wilbur right. Ross and Jim Jordan and, you know, a hundred other th plus the children in cages, which isn't going away. Um, I agree with you. I think he would have he would have because he was older uh, and had actually read a law book, probably recused himself from having to make that ruling, which would have left them in the same uh, gigantic subway sandwich boat they're in now, which is facing a 4-4 with four sentient members of the Supreme Court and four Nazis on the Supreme Court. <laughs> absolutely all right well that, that's the uh greg that's the part about um i wanted to talk about kavanaugh with you i wanted to see if you maybe wanted to give us your uh, thoughts on the 12 russian indictments that came out this week any any speculations as to maybe who might be next well i think it vindicates the president completely obviously uh jennifer and i have been having a good old discussion about it and um i believe it's her assertion that um i can't pronounce his name What's the Russian? Mogolovich. Yeah, Mogolovich. That, it, it, that Mueller has his sights on um, the heights here. Uh, Roger Stone and all these other crap players are going to get theirs, I think. Um, all right, let me, let me retract here. First of all, I was very proud of Rod Rosenstein after having been drawn in front of Congress and humiliated a week ago. And then having debriefed uh, Orange 45 on what was going to happen yesterday – had the um, moxie uh, to get up there and deliver a real pointed um, indictment. Not only did he go into the charges against the 12 uh, Russian secret agents at GRU, he made a real note out of the crappy mockery of a sham of a sham of a mockery of a sham that was that hearing. Uh, and he did it in a very subtle way by just saying, we don't conduct our business by hearing and we don't do it on TV and all that. We follow the rule of law. And absolutely, if there's one thing this GOP isn't going to follow ever is the rule of law. So that gave me heart to know that the deputy AG uh, had that kind of temerity. Two, I pointed this out to Jennifer and she was bored to death by this point, but I, I think it's worth bringing up because it's kind of like 
analogous to when Dick Cheney shot the guy in the face and never spoke to any legal authorities and was just let off for shooting someone in the face. Uh, and then I remember doing jokes about it a month later and my friend Wilders was doing jokes about it in New York. And the New York Times review said, who cares about the Cheney thing anymore? And Will and I were like backstage somewhere and went, because the vice president shot someone in the face and faced no legal ramifications for it. That's why it's important. Um, Jeff Beauregard Sessions did not make this announcement yesterday because he had to recuse himself at the very beginning of this because he's down with the Russians. Yeah. And that to me is disgusting. That's the deputy AG. That's the attorney general's announcement to make. But he can't. He couldn't even go near it. He's probably not even privy to this other than what he can siphon out of the DOJ uh, because he's such a corrupt, racist, misogynist, uh, you know, scourge weasel. Yeah. And I think it's a terrible state of affairs when the appointed deputy AG, who they thought was going to be one of the boys, like they thought uh, uh, Mueller was going to be one of the boys, which was hilarious. The misjudgment on those two parts, I think, is the undoing of this Scambino crime family here. Because uh -huh. uh, <laughs> firing Comey was a terrible move on his part. Comey loved him. Comey loved him. Yeah. Comey wanted him to be president. He loved Comey, too. Absolutely. He fired him because he panicked. Yeah. And it's like you instead you left the most staunch Republican paratrooper that ever wandered the the lantern jawed halls of character acting, who <laughs> is um uh you know grim and determined, and also this GOP can't keep a secret. It's full of uh, boob hatches and slow coaches like Devin Nunes and Louis Gomert and 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 Orange Forty Five himself, who do all the leaking. But Miller's operation is not. Miller's operation is airtight. Um, it, the Russian gangsters, uh, I, uh, my new conjectural theory that Jennifer and I have concocted through research is that he's the biggest crime lord in the world and, uh, that he's the fish. I think that Miller really might want to fry at the end of the day here, uh, because he's an oligarch. He has a crib at Trump tower. He's been up to his skadukas in this, um, since day jump. Uh, he's also got a, a a degree in economics. He knows how to cheat at a real high level. And uh, I, I think there might be more. You notice how many Russians Mueller indicts. And I find that interesting. Yeah, there's been a few uh, uh, campaign people. Um, and no one in the administration other than Flynn, right, who had to, uh, well, I guess Paige Babadopoulos her, you know, delivering all that delicious coffee. <laughs> But I think by going after the Russians, he's trying to get to the heart of the matter here. Yeah, that's the big, that's the godfather of the Russian mafia, pretty much. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. Greg Proops will be at Bar Lubitsch in West Hollywood on July 22nd, August 15th, and August 22nd. And he will be recording a new live album at the Punchline in San Francisco, July 27th and 28th. He'll be in Just for Laughs Toronto, September 20th through 23rd. And of course, you can catch him on Whose Line Is It Anyway every Monday night on The CW. Greg, thank you so much for being here. Can I throw in one last thing? Okay. I'm recording a podcast on the 26th at uh, San Francisco at the Punchline, and Planned Parenthood will be there as well. Uh, so I, I invite everyone to come to that fine show uh, in San Francisco. We'll be smoking dope outside uh, on Okello Plaza beforehand and then um, sallying in for the podcast at 8 o'clock on the 26th. Great. Well, we'll uh, make sure that uh, everybody knows about that. And again, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thanks for taking the time today. We appreciate it. Thanks, AG. Good luck to you, and thanks for doing this podcast. No problem. Have a good day. Cheers.
The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>